0: Hey, this is Greg Sanders. Thanks for listening today. It's our hope that this message will help you connect to God, grow in his word, and serve the kingdom in a greater capacity. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Well, just a moment of confession. I got really nervous when I saw all those moms come up here. I thought there's no way we're going to have enough of these thermoses for each of them to get one. But we did. And so, with that said, after service, not while I'm preaching, not while I'm praying, after service, any lady, uh, you're not a mom, but you're a lady, and you would like a pink cup after I'm done preaching today. Those are first come, first served to any lady uh, in the room this morning. You can come help yourselves to those without, without fighting, fussing, or thumb wrestling over them. Happy Mother's Day. Today I've got a message I want to preach to every mom. I believe it will be helpful for those of us in the room who are not moms, the principles of God's word. How many know the principles of God's word? They just work. They work whether you're a male or female, rich or poor. They work. Sometimes they work whether you're saved or unsaved. That's just how good God's principles are in our life. But today's Mother's Day message is simply three words Lord, help me. Any moms in the room ever prayed, Lord, help me? Maybe just in vain you said, Lord, help me. Maybe you said those three words and you weren't even praying. You weren't being spiritual at all. You were saying, Lord, help me. Like you weren't even saved at the moment. You didn't know who Jesus was, but words, I'm not sure what the correct sentence structure there is, but you didn't know Jesus. You just prayed, Lord, help me. Today I want to preach to you a message entitled, Lord, help me. Help me on this Mother's Day. I believe there's probably been a mom or two that's prayed that prayer. I know I'm not a mom, and I've prayed that prayer many times. God, help me. Lord, help me, because if you don't, then I'm sunk. But before I get to that, I want to just give you a few stats about Mother's Day. Did you know that on Mother's Day, typically about $2 billion is spent just on flowers? $2 $2 billion on stuff that in five days from now is going to be wilted and thrown in the trash for the most part. 70% of all moms, moms you can figure out real quick if you're like in the majority or not, 70% of all moms are given flowers on Mother's Day. And if you have left your mom out, Addison, do we still have flowers for sale or would we sell out? If you have left your mom out, Pastor Addison has a chance of redemption for you. You can buy them on your way out for missions. 70% of moms get that. Here's a sad stat. 13% of moms buy their own flowers for themselves on Mother's Day. Don't let that happen. Don't make your mom buy her own flowers. Beat her to the punch. 133 million cards are exchanged on Mother's Day. The average spent on gifts for mom, now you can figure out if you're above average or below average, the average amount of money spent on moms for Mother's Day is $69 per mother. So now you can measure. Did I go overboard? Am I about average? Am I, you know, whatever. Uh, Every son and daughter in the room, I'm about to help you out. 83% 83% of moms say a text message is not good enough for communicating Happy Mother's Day to your mom. So this morning you sent your mom a text message and you think you're good for the day. You're probably not as good as you think you are. 83% of moms say that's no way. I bring all that stuff up to say this. We all celebrate Mother's Day different ways. Uh, for some of us, it's a wonderful, wonderful day. You celebrate perhaps your spouse, your mom, maybe your daughter, maybe you have grandchildren. You're celebrating those who God has put in your life. For others, understand Mother's Day has a has a pain moment to it. You are keenly aware of who's not with you on Mother's Day. Uh, we feel your pain as well. This is my 24th mother's day to not be with my mother and uh it still feels like it's fresh so we feel your pain we understand it's a lot of different things but one one uh, quote it's anonymous as far as i couldn't figure out who said it but i collected it through the years one quote i want to share with you says this the greatest guiding force of a child's life is the love of a mother So moms, you're making a difference. And we pray that today, no matter whether this is one of the greatest days of your year or whether it's one of the hardest days of your year, I believe that God wants to speak to each of us personally this morning because God uses moms in special ways. And God does not just use mom in special ways for those formative first 18 years. God doesn't just use moms for those, you know, those new parent years when, you know, if you're a mom, you probably leaned on your mom really heavily when you became a mom yourself. God uses, uses moms for a lifetime. And God can use the faith of a mom. And that's really what this message is about this morning, how God can use the faith of one person to change the life of another person. Did you know that God can use your faith to change the faith of someone else. God can use the faith of your life to change the destiny of someone else's life. And oftentimes, the way God uses our faith to change the faith of someone else is when we're just obedient to pray, even if our prayer seems so simple as something like, Lord, help me. Let's look at Matthew chapter 15. We're going to look at a story of a mom Matthew 15 verse 21 leaving that place Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon and a Canaanite, Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out Lord son of David have mercy on me my daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly how many would say that's a big deal Big deal. Suffering terribly. I don't want to make sure you listen to what's going on here. Jesus did not answer her a word. What do you call it when someone talks to you and you don't even answer them? Ignoring them? That's sort of the feeling that we get when we read this. Jesus didn't answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Get her out of here. Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Since you won't talk to her, she's talking to us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt down before him, before Jesus. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, is it not right, or he said, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now, follow with me. This mom came to Jesus. I'm going to mess up some of your pretty pictures of Jesus, okay? This woman comes to Jesus, and her first encounter with Jesus is she's ignored. Now, her second encounter and she's not just ignore, ignored, she's insulted. Right? Jesus just called this lady what? A dog. a dog. He said it's not right to give it to the dogs. The dogs was not, she, he didn't just pick some, some term out of the air. That was sort of a racial slur that was used towards people of her descent. He said, it's not, you, it's, not, it's not right to take the children's bread and just toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. For even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. I love the resolve of this woman. Call me what you want to, but you're still my master. Any crumb that falls from my master's table belongs to me. And then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have what kind of faith? Great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Father, I pray that in this house you would raise up and continue to raise up women of great faith moms of great faith. Lord, we need you to help us also because we need men of great faith and sons and daughters of great faith. Lord, we need your help. Lord, help me. Lord, help me to preach this message today. We know apart from you, absolutely nothing good happens, nothing eternal happens, but Lord, with you, our lives can change. Lord, change our lives by your spirit and by your word, and we'll give you thanks for it. Everybody in the room said, amen. Obviously the principles I'm about to share with you, I'm targeting them towards moms today, but obviously they're good for all of us. We can all benefit from the spiritual discoveries that this mom discovered. This mom had a real problem. Her daughter was suffering. She was possessed by demons. She was suffering from whatever agony that was going on. I've discovered that the greatest problem any mom has, and perhaps the greatest problem any parent has, is when your child is suffering and you can't fix it. Can I get a witness? Right, I, right now, my, gir- my girls are healthy, and the great news is they're five years old, they're eight years old, and so there's very little, very little they can wish for that I can't afford. Someday that's going to change. Some of you that have teenage girls are telling me, Pastor, that's going to change. But right now, there's not many Barbies I can't afford. There's not many baby dolls I can't afford. There's not even many bicycles that I can't afford. Most of the things in their, in their category of desires and wants, so far, dad, human dad can still fix it. Dad can still afford it. But I understand that there are things that I can't fix and things I can't afford. I can't fix sickness. Have you ever been to one of the wonderful places in our area, like Children's Hospital, where they, where they give aid and assistance and try their best to bring healing to, to those who are sick. You understand real fast. You can come face to face real fast with parents who need a miracle. And the miracle they need is not for themselves, it's for the child that they've taken to that place. Many of you have been there, and I pray for you today, if you're still in that that spot, that God would heal you and your child this morning. But one of the greatest pains that I've ever faced in my life is when you're facing a sickness or a heartache of someone you love and you can't fix it. How many of you have been there, done that? Painful. That's where this woman was. She had a need in her daughter's life that she could not fix. Some of you in this room, you've been there. You've, you've seen your child face heartbreak that you couldn't fix. You've seen them face addictions that you couldn't fix. You've seen them face sicknesses they couldn't fix. Confusion by life, hurt in relationships. The list could go on and on. Things that they had desperate need of and you couldn't fix it. That's where this mom was. She knew in herself there was nothing she could do. But I'm thankful she did not limit what could be done to her own power only. And when I challenge you this morning, if you or your family or your child or you personally are are facing something you can't fix on your own, don't let what you can do on your own limit what God can do in your life this morning. Women of great faith, people of great faith, understand even when I'm at the end of my road, at the end of my ability, I am just scratching the surface of what Jesus can do. When I put what's in my hands, in his hands, miracles happen. See, there's a person, I want to tell you this one, there's a person who can handle what you cannot handle. There's a person who can heal what you cannot heal. There's a person who can supply what you cannot supply. There's a person who can reverse the time clock if necessary to see what see what makes that needs to happen in your life, make happen even when others say it's too late. And what caused all of this and more to happen in this daughter's life was not because the daughter was, what was perfect, not because she did all the right things, but because there was a mom who had great faith. Listen, great faith, scripturally speaking in the New Testament, is a rare thing but has great results. And I want to drive home real quick this point I made a few seconds ago. Your faith can change the lives of those around you. Your faith can change the lives of those beyond you. There's a little You may think it's an insignificant scripture found in the book of 1 Timothy where Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, I want to remind you of your faith that first lived in your grandmother Eunice and in your mother Lois, who now I am convinced lives in You. Paul tells Timothy, listen, you are the recipient of great generational faith because some lady in your history took a stand for God and her faith was great and it lived beyond themselves. I don't know about you, but I'm asking God, I want a faith that lives beyond myself. Great faith. Jesus says about this woman, she had great faith. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, give me great faith. Did you know there's only two people in the New Testament who Jesus said had great faith? The first person, the first person Jesus had had great faith was very much like this woman. He was not a Jewish religious person. He was not from the right pedigree. He was not from the right part of town. As a matter of fact, he was a Roman centurion. He was a soldier. He was one of those who many of Jesus' followers would consider an outcast or the enemy. They would consider the Roman centurion as being part of the problem. They're the, they're the government that has them in bondage. They're the ones that try to make them slaves. If they tell you to walk one mile, Jesus says walk two miles, and no one wants to walk two miles, right? Let's, let's just do it. Well, they're, they're not the friends. But this Roman centurion comes to Jesus. You know the story. He had a servant who was sick. And he said, Jesus, would you come heal my servant? And Jesus says, yes, I'll come to your house and I'll heal your servant. And the Roman centurion said, no, 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 Jesus... You don't have to come to my house. See, I'm a man of authority. I I say for people to go, and they go. I tell people to do, and they do. And then he says, Jesus, I understand in the same way you have authority, and if you will just speak the word. I believe you so much, Jesus. If you'll just speak the word, then from where we are to where my servant is, your power will travel there, and they'll be healed if you'll just speak the word. And the Bible says that Jesus literally spun around and said, I have never, seeing such great faith. I'm saying, God, let us be a church of people that have great, astonishing faith. We believe Jesus. Do you believe Jesus' words have power? This centurion servant from the wrong part of the tree, he believed Jesus, and Jesus said, great faith. And the second time, the second person who had great faith was this lady who said, I know I'm not a Jew. I know, if you want an indication of what the relations was between people of this lady's ethnicity and the Jewish people, do you remember when Jesus was at the well and the hostility that this woman had? Separate woman, but of the same, same classification. She said, why would you even speak to me? Right? This, there's, there's hostile tensions going on here. But this woman, who's from all the wrong places, comes and says, Lord, even the crumbs that come from the master's table is enough. See, great faith. I hope this is good news for somebody. Great faith is not about our ability or our righteousness, but it's about being people who believe Jesus beyond the limitations put on us by men and believe Jesus for the extraordinary. I want to challenge you this morning to be a mom, be a daughter. Men, let's be sons, let's be fathers of great faith. Pastor, how can I embrace great faith? I want to give you a few ways real quick. Number one, determine you're going to pursue the presence of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus came into this woman's vicinity. She heard about it, and no matter what she... I don't know what all she knew scripturally. I don't know how familiar she was with the Old Testament scriptures that were available in that day. But she heard. apparently she heard Jesus was there. She probably heard about some of the things that Jesus had done for others. And she said, I'm going to go to where he is. I'm going to get my presence into his presence. See, pursuing faith, I'm sorry, great faith is a pursuing faith. A a pursuing faith means I'm going to take my life. I'm going to bring it closer to the Lord. Philippians tells us that you and I have the same opportunity, that we can present our requests to the Lord. Pursuing faith is more than just saying, I wish things were different. Pursuing faith says, I'm going to bring what I hope and request to the Lord. There's this phrase I hear in our mouths a lot. People in church, people out of church. And if you use this phrase... Keep on using it. Just don't use it around me. I hear people say, well, please send me good vibes and prayers. What what in the world is a good vibe? And how do I send it? I don't know. I can't find any biblical evidence that says, a good vibe will change anything. If I get sick or if I have an issue, please do not send me a good vibe. I'd rather have three minutes of prayer than three days of good vibes because the Bible says the Lord responds to our prayers. What I'm saying is this woman didn't let anything keep her from pursuing Jesus. didn't just sit back. When she heard he was in the vicinity and thought, boy, I wish, I wish he'd come knock on my door. I wish he would come by my house. I wish my daughter could hear him speak. I wish... I, no, 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 she pursues him. You and I pursue him every time we pray. Every time we pray, we are, we're, not, we're not bringing his presence closer because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. But when we pray... We're awakening our mind, our heart. We are confessing to the Lord, God, I know you're here. And this mom, she kept coming to Jesus. And there's a lot of reasons she shouldn't have come to Jesus. I mean, number one, Jesus ignored her. Number two, he insulted her. Number three, she was not welcome there. But he, she would not let any barrier keep her because she knew he was the answer. Sometimes I feel like there's an attitude that I'm trying to combat this morning, and maybe you've thought this way before. There's this attitude that says, well, if Jesus wants me healed, he'll heal me. If Jesus wants my life to be different, he'll make it different. That's not what this mom, that's not the attitude she had. She said, my daughter is sick, so I'm going to bring her to Jesus. I'm going to take her. The way we do that is through prayer. She, she wasn't, and some people say, well, if, 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 if the Lord wants to heal me, he'll just tell me. Now, listen, I understand Jesus can heal anybody anytime with no, no assistance on our part, right? I mean, he can just look at us, see in our broken condition and say, boom, changes in a second. But all throughout Scripture, most of the time when Jesus does a miracle, you'll see it's because someone took initiative to believe Him. They tore out a roof to lower a man in the presence of Jesus. You see, effort involved. Someone's initiating the healing of the Lord. But yet, so many of us, we just think, well, if the Lord wants my life to be different, He'll just, He'll make it different. No, this woman didn't wait on Jesus just to make it different. She pursued Him. And by the way, what part of your life do you ever just, on this idea that if I want my life to be different, he'll just make it happen. I can tell you in the fall of 1997, this little girl right here walked into the university that I was attending and went to the church I was attending, and for about six weeks, I did just sit on the pew and think, boy, I sure wish she'd go out with me. But eventually my wishing went to pursuing. If you're in the room this morning and you need a job, you're looking for work. I don't have any real expertise in finding a job, but I can tell you this most people don't find jobs by just sitting on the couch thinking if someone wants to hire me, my number's on Google somewhere. Right? You do things, you you pursue employment. You pursue relationships with people. You pursue, if you're married, chances are somebody, either either he or her, somebody pursued one another. This woman didn't care the reasons why she should stay away from Jesus. She didn't just hope for the best. She pursued Jesus, and moms of great faith, they pursue Him today Her prayer wasn't glorious. Her prayer wasn't complex. Her prayer was not something written down on two pages of paper because it was so grand and glorious. Her prayer was simply this, Lord, help me. I'm thankful to know that my simple prayer can have powerful results when I say it to Jesus. I want to talk about her prayer real quick. Three words. If you're like me and you can't remember things, you could probably remember her prayer. Word number one of her prayer, Lord. You know what that word means? I recognize you're in charge. I recognize your authority over what I'm facing, Lord. Word number two, help. Help. Where else can I go? You're my help. Do you know what your faith is based in this morning? I can tell you right now what your faith is based in. Who and what you turn to in times of trouble. Where you think your help is found? This woman believed her help was found in Jesus. This woman knew that her help could not be found in anywhere else. So she said, Lord, you're the one with authority. Lord, you're the only one that can help me. And then here's the third thing. Was the object of her prayer, me. No, wait a minute. This woman wasn't sick. It was her daughter. But she brought someone else. Her faith brought someone else and changed someone else's life. And so can you. Number two. We have to, if you're going to have great faith, you have to have persistent faith. Jesus didn't answer a word. The disciples tried to send her away, but she kept praying. She came to Jesus even when it seemed like his answer was no. Let me just ask you a question. Have you ever came to Jesus and prayed to Jesus and you felt like the answer initially was no? If so, you're in good company. I would say this: if if you've never felt like you were getting a no from Jesus, all that is is evidence that you haven't prayed very much. <gasps> Oftentimes, there's there's a delay between when we pray and we got ans- when God answers, and. And oftentimes we pursue, we perceive that delay as a denial, thinking that that, that God's not going to answer it. You know, I, I referred earlier to to uh, to Megan and I's thirteen years of Mother's Day, where I was pretty ticked off at God because I was pretty sure He wasn't answering our prayer. In Luke chapter eighteen, Jesus tells a parable about a lady who came to an unjust judge. It says this about this guy who was in charge. He neither feared God or cared for people. But this woman kept coming to Jesus, letting her need be known to him. And the Bible says that after a while, because she just kept coming, that this unjust judge who didn't, care for, who didn't fear God and didn't care for people, he finally got up and answered her request. And the reason Jesus gave us that parable is because he wanted us to know that if an unjust God, I'm sorry, if an unjust judge who doesn't, care, doesn't fear God and doesn't care for people, if he will respond to persistent requests, how much more does your heavenly Father who loves you and cares for you, who has given his very best for you, how much more will he move heaven and earth to move upon behalf of the cries of his people? God hears your persistent prayers. And he works even when it seems like rejection. Sometimes when we pray, we feel like we're experiencing the laws of diminishing returns. We're we're praying, but the more we pray, the less spiritually we feel. But I just want to tell you, moms, I want to remind you Galatians chapter 6, verse number 9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for in due season we're going to reap if we faint not. Romans chapter 12 reminds us to keep on praying because God hears our prayers. Here's the third way to be a person of great faith. Number three, believe that Jesus' power is more than enough for you. Verse number 28, Jesus said to this woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted and her daughter was healed at that moment. When I read scripture, sometimes I, I start asking questions to myself and sometimes to the Lord. Like, Lord, why did, if you were going to heal her daughter anyway, why didn't you pretend like you weren't? How many believe that Jesus heard her the first time she prayed? When we think he was ignoring her, I am completely convinced he heard her. I believe when she, before she even got to Jesus, I don't know if she was five miles away, ten ten miles away, or a hundred years away in the eyes of God, but I believe Jesus saw her coming and he he decided, he knew before she got there what she needed and how he was going to respond for a divine purpose that he wants us to pick up on this morning. He wanted... Heard him to know, but he wanted those around him and us to know that what we receive from God is not based on our merit, but on his merit and our faith in him. You know, a woman once asked her pastor this question. She said, Pastor, is it really okay for me to talk to God about the small things in my life? How many you believe that God cares about the small things in our life? You know what this pastor said when she asked that question? Does God care about the small things? He responded this way. All of it is small things in the eyes of God. Right? It's all small things. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? It's all small things in the eyes of the Lord. This woman knew this. How, how do we know she knew this? She said, Lord, I don't need you to do something great. Just a crumb. How many know what a crumb is? Right? Just a crumb from your table. An accidental dropping of a little spot of your grace and your mercy and your healing will do more than enough to change my life. See, this is what this woman understood, and I hope you understand it today. I hope I understand it better today. The heart of God is big enough to care for our every need. And the ability of God is big enough to answer every request. This woman knew that... Her need compared to Jesus' ability was just a crumb. That's why I love Ephesians chapter 3, verse 120. It is probably the most quoted scripture I ever preach about all the time. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine in our wildest imagination. To him be the glory and the honor to God. Why? Because he's not able to do what we ask. He's able to do more than we ask. Great faith realizes that it's all a big deal to the heart of God while at the same time being very small compared to his ability. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. A couple of prayers I want to pray. First, first prayer is I'm, I'm giving it to moms but, but dads Sons, you can respond as well. First question is this Is there a need in your life that you have been convinced, or perhaps those that you care about have been convinced? That it's hopeless, it's too big, or it's too far gone. Is there a request you have of the Lord today that others would say is a lost cause? This woman, through great faith, turned a lost cause into an answered prayer. And the first group of people I want to pray for today is you say, Pastor, I need the Lord. To turn what others would call a lost cause into an answered prayer. If that's you this morning, when you said, Pastor, pray for me, I need God to transform my life that way. He's an expert at turning lost causes into answered prayers. Amen. I see those hands around the room. How about in the balcony this morning? Amen. Some of you, as soon as you lift your hand, I, some of you, I kind of know exactly what I think you're. Facing others of you, I don't have a clue, but here's the good news. God knows it all. He sees it all. He cares for it all. And it's all big in the heart of God. Small compared to the ability of God. And I want to pray that God would change what others would call a lost cause. A lost cause. Into an answered prayer. And I want to give you a chance. This is not required. I'm going to pray for you either way. But you say, Pastor, I, I, I need the Lord to change my lost cause into an answered prayer. If you would like for someone to pray with you, I would love for you just to stand right where you are. I'm not going to call you forward, men or women, moms, dads, doesn't matter. Just stand right where you are. And in just a moment, I'll have someone come to you. I mean, several people have stood. Could I get some people of prayer? Would you stand up and go to these that have stood around the room today? Place an arm on their shoulder, especially our life group leaders, our deacons, ministers. Find someone who's standing and let's pray. Pastor, I don't know how to pray for people. I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the prayer. Here's the prayer God turned their lost cause into an answered prayer. That's all you got to know. All you got to know. Amen. Several are still moving. I want to give you a chance today, give you a moment to respond. Lord, turn, turn lost causes and answered prayers. Amen. 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 Church, come on. No spectators allowed this morning. Let's pray together. Father, right now, you see these men and women standing. There's some standing in the balcony, some standing on the floor. There may be even someone at their home this morning just pursuing you to turn their lost cause and to an answered prayer. Lord, do it today. You did it for this woman. You can do it for us today. Lord, each person, their need is huge when it comes to how much you love for them, how, how big it is on your heart this morning. You care. Lord, if you see every bird that falls from the air, Lord, you definitely see us. Lord, it's huge in your heart, but God, is easy in your hands. Lord, I just speak the surpassing ability to God, to heal what is impossible. Lord, heal crushed hearts. Heal addicted hearts today. Free those who are battling chains of every kind. Lord, open physical ears. Open physical eyes. Open people's bodies. Let it be function according to your creation. Lord, meet people exactly where they are this morning. And God, don't just do what they're asking. Do abundantly above what they could ever ask, imagine, or think in their wildest imagination. God, I pray for lost sons and daughters to come home today. I pray for those who are far from God to turn and come near to the Lord. Lord, the prayer this lady prayed was so simple. Lord, you're the authority help me. You're the answer. I'm the one in need. Help me today. Help me today. Help me today. Help me today. And the second prayer I want us to all pray together is, Lord, let me be a person of growing faith. We become people of great faith as we continue to be people of growing faith. So, Lord, let my opportunities not be a source of me becoming overwhelmed, but let it be a source of me discovering more of your power, more of your grace, and more of your strength. Lord, we understand there are no outcasts. Lord, you did not respond to this woman because you were trying to reject her or send her away. You responded this way because you were trying to draw out of her the great faith you knew that resonated within her. Lord, let us be people of growing faith, Let us be people of great faith. Let us be people that see our impossible circumstances change and to answered prayers. Let us understand how much power is found in those three words. Lord, help me. Lord, help me." she say that phrase with me out loud this morning? Mark said, "Go, Lord. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me be the mom I'm supposed to be. Help me be the dad I'm supposed to be. Help me be the son, the daughter, the boss, the coworker, the leader, the pastor, whatever. Lord, help me to be what you called us to be. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray over the people today. God, I pray you'll bless them. I pray you'll keep them. I pray you'll let your face shine upon them. Give them peace and joy both now and forever. In Jesus' name, it's 1117. If no one's told you they love you yet today, let me be the first to tell you. I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. Have a great afternoon. Hello, this is Greg Sanders, pastor of the Assembly here in Cabot. I want to say thanks for listening today. If you are ever in the Cabot area, we'd love to have you join us for a service. For service times, check out our webpage at theassemblycabot.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great day, and God bless.